1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 755. Sketch 933. Stable relationship. This appears to be a three-hander. Straight into it. Not welcoming the listeners. Straight in. Yeah, I mean, what's this about, Alistair? This is Laura saying she wanted to get things done quite quickly this evening, so I'm trying to assist in that respect. But we've still got to get get recording in. Yes, yes, I realise this. Welcome, Uh, listeners. We're going quickly. Strap in. I'm, I'm, don't do the sketch quickly. Leisurely pace on that one, if you'd be so yeah. good. Leslie, the chat will be quick. The sketch will be possibly too slow, if anything. As lugubrious. People just tune in for the chat. Them. They don't tune in for a shite be white, you know. Do you know what they don't chew in for? Chew in. What are they? Tell you what they don't. Do you know what they chew in for? Do you know what they don't tune in for? Is the four-minute intro beeping? I get a lot of complaints about that. <laughs> so do I. Um, yeah. We've we've fed back to him, listener, that you don't like the beeps and the music every time, but he won't change it because he's a man of very fixed <laughs> ideas. It's, it's hardly four man. minutes. It's like ten seconds. I know, it's, but Richard, you're a very patient man. Our average listener and a lot of our <laughs> podcast members are not patient people. This is fair, I suppose. Though. Right, the one. It's a three-hander. I'm, I'm seeing a woman, and I'm taking it. Then she is yours. Thank uh, you. In which case, I think Simon, you should be Joseph, and Rich, you can do reception. Okay. Not even receptionist, just reception. I think just, just a desk. Reception he's an inanimate object. He's just the desk, <laughs> right? I think I he's mean... got the range. Let's see. Let's see. I think it gets the point of the roll across. Fine. I think it was receptacle in the first draft, but so step up. <laughs> it was inception the first time, and then <laughs> he was inside himself or something. And listener, you'll be beside yourself now after listening to this sketch. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Like a fool, I am. <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd love just now to hear that little melody again. Do you think we can all have a little listen to that? I'm really sorry, listener, because if there's anything that's definitely going to happen, it's Alistair replaying that maybe four or five times during this sketch. I'm not going to do that. That would be (laughs) off-brand. Welcome, weary travellers. How may I help you? Well met, innkeeper. We have travelled many miles to each Petalhem. My wife and I desire a room, preferably a super king. With a minibar and a view. Oh, that won't be possible, I'm afraid. At least a double with tea, coffee and those flip-flop slipper things. I, I regret to say we have no rooms available. No rooms at all, as you see. I am with child and need somewhere to rest. So I see, madam, and I'm most sympathetic, yet I fear the basic maths of guests and rooms remains unaltered. This is a disaster. A disaster of biblical proportions. Well, look, I can perhaps accommodate you if you're prepared to lower your expectations a little. Uh, may I suggest you sleep in the stable? The stable? I bet that doesn't even have a Corby trouser press. I'm truly sorry, but I have nothing else to offer. The inn is full. The inn is full, but the stable isn't? Yes, correct. 
But that makes no sense. How did your guest get here? Oh, something other than a horse, I guess. There is nothing other than a horse. Not in these times. It's horse or donkey. Or a camel, if you are very rich and of orient are. Sure. Irrespective of species, they'd still be in the stable, right? Full in, full stable. Stands to reason. Well, look, maybe everyone walked. They might live locally. What are you doing staying in the inn, then? Census loophole? Look, just trust me, there's room in the stable. And you sure it's not full of horses? It's definitely not full. How many horses are there? I think... None. Give or take. This is mad. What's in it, then? Uh, a donkey. Like ours? Oh, no, wait, I'm including yours. All right, imminently, a donkey. Plus, a couple of oxen, some sheep, and a smattering of chickens. Sometimes, sometimes not. They kind of come and go. Oh, and a manger, of course. Right in the middle. Not against the wall or anything. Just a smallish manger. Pride of place. Your baby can sleep in that if it gets born tonight. Never mind that. Can I just check? You're saying you have no horses at all, but you call it a stable? That literally means a building for keeping horses. Look, why are you so obsessed with this? Your choice is my stable, I mean, what generic animal shelter, or the street. So what will it be? Now you put it like that, the stable, please. Yes, of course. Apologies, innkeeper. Hey, it's not as if one should look a gift horse in the mouth, is it? I've no idea. I don't actually know what a horse is. Oh, one more thing. I have a choir booked in as well. So if you hear a lot of heavenly voices tonight, it's probably them. Right, I've got several questions. Uh, Number one was, did you enjoy that extended little version of the theme tune rather than the duk-duk you normally get? (laughs) I do hope you did. (sighs) Right. Remixed. I'm I'm going to give so much chat that he's not got room for the theme tune because I know I'm going to bring such quality chat and this is what I'm going to start with I look two forward. things two things a Christmas one, story how do you know that they've only got one stable at the end what if they've got like four and Judas and well, Mary were just in like one of the backup stables I mean what's the point of a backup stable if maybe they were keeping grain in there etc staff stable and the staff, staff had gone home <laughs> doesn't make any sense uh, so it's the inn when he purchased it came with more stables than was needed for the rooms at the inn. When he found it on right move, that's one of the things he was going for, was more outbuildings than he needed. Second follow-up question. Why wouldn't he keep the manger in the middle? Because the animals need to go all the way around it. You wouldn't put it against uh, a wall because then not many animals can feed at it. I think it's normally against the wall, isn't it? And it's obviously normally bigger than about a foot long, which is how it's portrayed in your... Uh... I think normally you're supposed to put them so animals can get onto both sides. I think we need Alistair to do an accurate drawing of what the birth of Jesus should have been like with all the extra animals in the appropriate size manger (laughs) against the wall. It's it's a delightful idea. I'll see what I can do with my tiny phone screen and massive (laughs) fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we just employ a professional artist for this one (laughs) genuine depiction of the birth of Christ. If, if you're willing to stump up the cash, then I'm, Maybe I'm sure. Maybe I am. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I am. Just if people are interested, this is version C, and primarily what changed is all that anachronistic stuff about can we have a super king room was added, uh, much to my chagrin, but there we go. Uh, and 
probably correctly, the bit about him explaining how he doesn't know what a horse is was far, far longer Fine. than the original. <laughs> but quite well. <laughs> That's Fine. really going to town on how he doesn't know what a horse is. As a throwaway line, it works quite nicely, yes. I think. So I yes. think I'll call that a, a mixed reception from me, I think. One, one good decision, one bad. Sure. The logical kernel of the sketch is good, though, I think. I think it's a fair observation after over 2,000 years. But don't they normally have the animals? Are you just saying it's not rammed? Yeah, and also there's like a cow, a chicken, a dog, a sheep. <laughs> like things that you wouldn't store together in a stable. I've had a thought. Labour's not an easy process, right? Mary is <laughs> okay. screaming. Hours of labour. Maybe they just took the animals out. So by the time yeah, but also Jesus, no result, crying he made. So obviously this is like some weird oh, kind of textual reference. I love it. You think Dropping the, it. You think the label was some quick? sort of divine thing. Yeah, yeah, the little Lord Jesus, no crying he made. That doesn't state that Mary isn't as well. That God got always... it in. God can get it out. That's <laughs> but what that I'm saying. It does come out like doing the, the the V side and stuff, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> the like it wants a cigar. Yeah, like, hey, and that big halo. I mean, you know, sure. sizable. Sure. Yeah, that will have done her a damage. Oh, let's. Hmm. One thousand sketches in one thousand days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor, Richard Catherall, and Simon Tui. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow. That's 11 minutes, shall we leave? I'm happy to cut it on done or a damage. Of course he will. Of course he will. Right, fine, stop.